We're very thankful today to be joined on the phone line by John Rendleman. He is a member of the Jackson County Board. He is also an attorney practicing out of uh, an office in Carbondale. John, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Will, for taking the time to talk to me. So I don't think that the average citizen really has a full understanding of how the Jackson County Board works. So before we get to your campaign, kind of give us an overview of the county board itself. Uh, Jackson County is uh, divided up into seven districts. Each district is represented by two county board members, so that makes a, a total of 14 county board members. From that 14, every two years, they select their own uh, chairman to kind of serve as, as the leader of the county board. The board functions, as, as you might expect, uh, in an oversight role of uh, county offices, and it uh, is certainly responsible for allocating funds and, and uh, dividing up the budget such as it can among the uh, various agencies that are responsible to the board, the sheriff's department, the jail, the circuit clerk, the county clerk, uh, the ambulance department, uh, all those agencies of county government. Ultimately, they certainly derive their, their budget from the actions of the board, uh, although their functions uh, tend to be governed by Illinois statutes. So, for example, the, the sheriff has very specific obligations that the board is uh, not to interfere with. And uh, it's always a question of at budget time, which we just had our budget meeting last night. So there's always the question of how much of the income to the county gets divided among the various departments. Our sources of income, of course, are property taxes, which are are always a a concern. But we also derive uh, income from... Uh, well, ambulance fees, for example, but the state also allocates to, as you know, uh, each municipality or, or county a certain portion of, uh, of, of the state income taxes and state sales taxes. And there are even such small sums of money that come in, for example, from the federal government for payment in lieu of taxes. And that's that's a program where the federal government recognizes that the county has certain governance responsibilities over uh, property that it cannot tax, like the Shawnee National Forest belongs to the uh, public, the federal government, and the uh, federal government has a program by which it will reimburse counties a, a very small fractional percent uh, of money to help maintain the roads and law enforcement and uh, emergency services protection in those areas. County also has ultimate responsibility for uh, the Jackson County Health Department, which is frankly one of our gems. Uh, and the health department has an allocation from the county board, but it also derives income uh, typically from the Illinois Department of Public Health and certain grant programs that allow it to do a very specific programming. So uh, that's in a nutshell what the what the county board what comes across our desk uh, every month and and more frequently because the the 14 member board is kind of unwieldy and we break ourselves down into 
certain committees that have jurisdiction over uh, portions of the county governance. The uh, budget process you said is underway. What is the county's overall budget? Is it ten million, twenty million, thirty million? It's it's about forty million dollars from from all sources. Not all of that is property tax, obviously, and we also administer the other funds that essentially are are outside of government uh, of county government. In any case, like for example, we are we are entitled to know that the state of Illinois covers the salary of a state's attorney, some measure of the public defender, the supervisor of assessments. If you were to look at the big picture, we're, we we certainly have the worksheets and the and the analysis uh, in excess of forty million dollars. You mentioned also property taxes as one of the funding streams several times, and of course that's always a highly debated subject. What uh, is your take on the rightness or wrongness of the property tax levies in Jackson County? Property tax levies in Jackson County, uh, I think 12% of property taxes are for county governance. Most of the other property taxes you see on your bill are for certain special districts. Uh, and, of course, school districts are the lion's share of property taxes. But if you were to ask me, I would suggest that our property tax burden is high and it's difficult. And uh, it, unfortunately, is, is the headline of every uh, story about Jackson County governance. Now, uh, my wife has property in Wisconsin, and if you want to compare property taxes, I have to tell you uh, that Wisconsin property taxes are much higher. doesn't make the bite we pay down here any easier. Uh, Illinois long ago made the uh, determination that uh, certain government functions, including schools, would be supported by property taxes. And back in the 1800s, that was a very stable and fair source of income, uh, less so these days. And for example, the uh, 911 board, which is undertaking a $1.2 million project, which will uh, allow all the emergency service personnel, ambulance, uh, Murfreesboro Police, Carbondale Police, Jackson County Sheriff's Department, emergency management, uh, to all be able to speak to each other throughout the county uh, on the on the various emergency channels. And that project is being funded solely from cell phone taxes that are collected throughout the state. And they are uh, delivered to a fund that is overseen by a committee established under state law and then allocated directly to the counties. So the, the new uh, project being undertaken by the, the county... 911 board is uh, completely non-property tax funded. And, and so that uh, that's something most people don't understand is there are a lot of funding sources outside of property taxes. Still, as we discussed last night, the property tax burden uh, really has to be first and foremost in our budgeting process. In other words, do we need to take all the money that we would be allowed to take under the various tax cap laws in order to fund government operations. And there's always that tension, uh, particularly among board members who 
you know, have to convince the voters that uh, they're doing the right thing. And all the agencies of county government that require funds in which to operate, everything from animal control, uh, the state's attorney's office, the court system, all of those people want a piece of that pie. John Rendleman is with us. He's a member of the Jackson County Board. John, remind me the district you represent and the general geography of that district. I represent District 5, which is western part of Carbondale, uh, eastern part of Murfreesboro, and with redistricting, I picked up a few precincts down in Macanda. Uh, so it's, it's kind of rural, kind of uh, suburban. It doesn't have a large portion of any of the urban areas in, in the county, except uh, to the extent that Western Carbondale has has a, a fairly uh, dense uh, population area. The question that every candidate gets asked, whether it's by voters on a doorstep or by somebody like me interviewing them, is pretty simple and straightforward, and that's why should people vote for you instead of your opponent? Well, I think I have uh, a couple of opponents this time. There's, there's two... Uh, Two seats in District 5, and there's three of us running for those two seats. The reason I'm asking to be sent back is because I enjoy representing the uh, the people of the county. Uh, I've been there long enough and seen enough things that not a lot is new to me. Uh, I think I have a pretty good perspective and a pretty stable uh, perspective of what uh, what is best for the county. And I think most of the candidates, Republican, Democrat, or whatever, uh, all of us have uh, the sense that we would like to see Jackson County progress and and do better. And we understand we have obligations to maintain. I think my uh, my experience and insight uh, helps me to uh, sort through a lot of the competing claims. Some time ago, uh, I interviewed you, and at that time, Stephen Bost, who was on the uh, Jackson County Board together, uh, there's been long discussion concerning the need for Jackson County to build some buildings or consolidate uh, some buildings due to the age of various structures of the county leasing out other uh, structures. Can you give us any update on where the county board stands today in terms of considerations of building buildings to help house the functions of county government? Well, as mayor of Murfreesboro, you know that uh, uh, some of the county buildings are uh, so dilapidated uh, that uh, particularly right next door to the courthouse, we've got buildings that are about to fall down. Uh, There is uh, space needs, and when you have to consider that, one of the things that you know, that's of primary importance is convenience to the public. So, for example, the office of the assessment, uh, assessment office, in my mind, that first and foremost, because it has so much interface with people, everyday citizens, that that, that office should be convenient to the public. And as you know, a few weeks ago, somebody drove their truck right into the front door of that uh, of that office and so our our assessor is right now in temporary quarters uh, i believe in the sheriff's department and uh that makes it inconvenient so uh so we are looking for space temporary space for 
uh, the office of the assessor. We have rental space right now for probation, which is a county obligation. Uh, we have our own uh, building where we house the public defender's office. But the public defenders, uh, that building is deteriorating terribly. The long-range plan is to consolidate the, the offices that are here and about, uh, mostly in Murfreesboro, and, and to be able to have a convenient county campus, so to speak, for all the functions of, of county government. Now, that's you know not going to happen tomorrow, and it's, it's going to take a lot of things coming together. But right now, with the... Uh, American Rescue Plan funds and other things, we we have an opportunity to uh, to take a long vision, uh, to take a look at what the county needs are, and uh, we believe there are grants available that would help us build uh, county buildings, which would serve the needs of Jackson County for for some time. Now, what we know is that the county does not have, certainly doesn't have the, the annual budget to support uh, construction like they did in Franklin County where they uh, imposed the sales tax and were able to therefore finance a new courthouse there and same with Union County. We know that there are grants available, both federal and state grants, that would help us to plan and perhaps build a modern, efficient courts building. Uh, that that's something that there seems to be a consensus among board members to uh, go in that direction, but there's no consensus about exactly where or what it would look like, and and those are things that I think begin to coalesce as the uh, opportunity becomes more clear. For example, if we get a grant, uh, we are not yet ready in what they call a shovel ready position to turn ground and start construction. Uh, a lot of board members are spending a lot of time in, in, in meetings and otherwise to consider what possibilities we have. So if there was one thing that you could change about the county board, or perhaps if there's a one complaint you have about the county board, what would it be? <laughs> well, I go through periods of, of being discouraged and, and and optimistic. I think... Probably the, the number of county board members makes it difficult to move in a unified direction and allows dissension, and, and it's like herding cats, uh, Will, as you know. And um, uh, so if I, could, if I could change something, perhaps I'd uh, decrease the number of districts that comprise the county board. That would probably go a long way towards making it a little bit more efficient because obviously we've gotten in a situation particularly with our our, our space needs where there's so many cooks in the kitchen uh, that it's kind of hard to uh, get consensus on a project. John, anything else you want to mention about your campaign or about the county board function itself that you think is important that I maybe wouldn't know to ask about? Well, one of the things that I heard in, in some seminars, some experts reminded me and reminded the county board that we're really, aside from school boards perhaps, on the front line of democracy. And so that uh, it's something I don't think regular citizens understand or, or uh, take advantage of is the fact that their county board member is someone 
who really owes him a, an obligation to consult and to talk. That's something that I take some pride in is the fact that my my phone number is in the phone book and, and I uh, give out my cell phone number and other numbers frequently and I'm happy to talk to citizens and respond with them. Now, I certainly people, they call just to complain and as you know as mayor, <laughs> you get those calls all the time. Uh, but you really, if you're in public service, you have obligation to listen to those complaints and, and try to gain some insight on what county government means to certain people. So I think um, that's something I'm emphasizing in my comp- campaign is despite my tenure on the board, I still want to hear from people. And I want to tell people that uh, the county does some things right. And I point to our health department as being a pretty shining example of, of what a, a county of our size can, can really accomplish when, uh, when we put the right people in right places. I'd also say that my campaign is emphasizing public safety, and that's on everybody's mind. And so my work with the 911 board and uh, the new... Uh, a technology that will allow you to text message the 911 dispatching center and those kind of things are really improvements to to people's lives and I like being a part of that and I want to continue that and, and certainly our, our law enforcement obligations they are not well in this day and age it's it's important that you have good law enforcement and although uh, the sheriff's department uh, takes a big chunk out of the county's budget. I think uh, the sheriff's about uh, two-thirds of the of the county uh, county general budget. Nobody I talk to uh, wants to get rid of, for example, the school officers that, that, that we we help the the more rural schools have have public safety officers. And nobody wants less less deputies on the road because there is uh, what I believe is a legitimate concern that we want to feel secure where we live. And I think I think one of the things Jackson County's done a pretty good job of uh, is that we've we've cleared out most of the meth labs and now we're just uh, trying to keep Jackson County safe and uh, uh, a good place to, to live. John Rendleman, the member of the Jackson County Board, District 5. He'll be on the ballot on November the 5th. There are three candidates seeking two spots on the Jackson County Board. Uh, John, we appreciate your time very much. Thank you, Will. And I remind you, the ballot is November 8th is, is Election Day. What did I say? <laughs> the 5th is... Uh, is a Saturday. No, the fifth is your district. The eighth is the uh, is the election day. Let me make sure I get that straight. That's right. There's early voting going on right now. So uh, if if you're not going to be around on the eighth, you can actually go to the courthouse and, and most uh, and and I think the county clerk makes available early voting sites uh, throughout the county. So uh, I would urge everybody to vote because that's that's the way. Uh, hire and fire our elected representatives. All right, John. Thanks for the time. Have a great day. Thanks, Will. And I'd ask for everybody's vote.